Welcome to, oh, you're going to go ahead and do yeah, it? Yeah, I guess I'm going to do it. Welcome to the San Antonio Fancast. <laughs> He's gonna turn blue. I, no, I could have gone. I could have gone. Well, but that's what she said. Um, could have gone longer. Um, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Um, inappropriate joke to start it. That's how we like to do it. Um, pretty, uh, pretty high off a uh, three to one uh, opening day victory. So I'm sure everybody else is pretty happy about that one. And. What a night that was last night. That was fantastic from the crowd to the team. Everything was great about that night. Um, let's start off. Let's go around the horn. Uh, let's start on first base. Uh, Robert, how are you doing? How was the game for you? I was amazing. Like you said, the experience, my voice is still kind of not 100% there. Like like we were talking about, slept most of the day. Tea, <laughs> yeah. I got tea going. <laughs> like, yeah, I just tried to get everything, but it was, it was top to bottom great. And uh, Robert, for everyone that didn't see him, was wearing the um, the beef jerky basketball uniform that Jordan Farr <laughs> did his uh, commercial shoot in. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, was, he loved it. He loved yeah, it. <laughs> that was awesome. You and Jason, that was that was really cool. Uh, Rafa, how are you? How was the game for you? Pretty good. I enjoyed big win to start kind of start the season to get it going. Like Garcia said, "F the past. We're ready. We're moving forward." And yeah. Some surprises too, like I said, which we'll get into for sure. Absolutely, yeah. That was that was my favorite, probably my favorite thing pregame was the uh, interview of uh, Fabian Garcia, and he's just like, "No one gives a shit about last season. It's a new season. Let's go." That's the energy I want to bring into this. Not, yeah, yeah we're the champions. We're going to strike. No, nobody cares about last year. Let's do it again. Or, yeah. Let's not do it again. It's a new season. We want to win. Let's go, Harry. How are you? How was the game for you? You're on mute. You're on mute. Hey, starting the season out right. This is why oh, we, this oh. is why we're supposed to have preseason. We're in midseason games. Get the voice in line. You know, we're in midseason form already. Let's spring go. forward. You know, sleeping all day. Crap. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing all right here. Just seriously, did seriously, did everybody else sleep in today? Good Absolutely. lord, we slept in, in like past noon today. We didn't even we didn't stay out. We came straight home from the game and. I don't know if it was daylight savings just completely threw everything off, but man, daylight savings. I've been destroyed by allergies. Fair. Just that, the... Oak is really bad. I woke up and my entire truck was yellow, and it's not yeah. supposed to be yellow. Three p.m. tailgate. <laughs> you know, when you do it to yourself. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's start this thing off, and our, our first uh, first subject is going to be. That we are now hosting the U.S. Open Cup match uh, against Club de Leon, de Leon from Orlando. We are originally actually. Scheduled... Go ahead. It away. just came out that they're going to be playing in Daytona. Uh, just today, they announced that they changed their home field to Daytona's uh, field through uh, field through there. So I, I was going to say, uh, did they, they move have... the game? Okay, they no, they that team moved the, where they're playing at. The team moved from Kiss Me Orlando to Daytona. Mm-hmm. Haven't even played a game and already changed the facility, but that's Nisa. So yeah, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> and you got to find somewhere to play. Um, at the same rate, Daytona's not that far from Orlando. Maybe an hour, yeah, maybe no, two it's... hours. So it's not that far. I say not that far. 
according to Texas, one or two hours driving is not that far. <laughs> so um, I'm sure in Florida. Well, no, I mean Florida. It's still like it's what five, it's five like hours from here to, here to Austin. Well, no, I mean Florida. If you go pretty, from Miami up to Georgia, it's like going up, yeah. you know, north and south it's on like Texas six, as well. It's like six it's or like seven going, hours. Yeah, it's like going to El Paso. And then Pensacola to Orlando was like six hours itself. So it's it's not a it's not a small state for sure. So I'm sure they similar thing. The one that blows my mind is though is to go from Tampa to Orlando is like an hour twenty minutes. That blows my mind. That's across the state. That's insane. Anyway, uh, let's not talk about Florida because no one cares about Florida. We're a Texas Texas podcast. We're a San Antonio podcast. Um, but San Antonio FC will be hosting the Open Cup match on April 4th. That's a Tuesday um, against Club de Leon, which is a NISA club. Um, if you are a season ticket member, I'm pretty confident you already have tickets to that. You don't have to worry about purchasing yes, 100%. those. So... Um, that's great news, and obviously looking forward to another match. One that's during the week. Um, I'll be there. I don't know if uh, my whole, if the whole Alvarez. I need to come up with a, a fun name, the Alvarez Clan. That's kind of eh, lame. Anyway, um, not sure if we're all going to be there, but I'll definitely be there. So, um, and then our next subject, moving on, is going to be the news that all happened uh, the week leading up to the match. Uh, which are going to be player signings. We had a couple of them, and we had a, 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 a trans uh, transactions as well. Harry, did you have something else? Hold space on the Open Cup that it went from ESPN Plus, where uh, all games were yeah. shown, to Bleacher Report showing less than half of the matches um, on YouTube. Bleacher Report. Um, so we went from an open cup, uh, cup where everybody could see it to an open cup for the first three rounds. They get six for the first round, eight second round, eight third round. Um, and then, uh, you know, they haven't the, the round of 32 and beyond when it's supposed to be mainly MLS teams there. Um, that's still be determined. And, you know, I, I have this funny feeling that, Oh, Hey, we can televise everybody, uh, at that point. But, uh, so to me, that was a disappointment, you know, because for the cup magic, you know, that U.S. soccer likes to exploit, you know, the whole Wrexham effect. Um, yeah. U.S. soccer said no. So and if you follow open cup guys like it's due to a financial issue, I don't know. I understand U.S. soccer on its whole is not looking very well. But if you look at the rights, when they sold the rights for the U.S. men's national team and separated it from MLS and all that stuff, just on the U.S. rights, they're getting $25 million, not counting any, you know, Spanish rights or anything along those lines. They were getting $30 million beforehand for all of the rights, you know, including MLS. So, um, it, to me, if U.S. soccer wanted to make it a higher priority, they could. But, uh, once again, lower league, they don't want to. So in my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre that the, uh, like you said, Harry, that the, or it may not have been you as somebody um, said that. I forgot who it was. I would give you the credit, but it's amazing that the, you know, the organization and the group of people that have complained about the whole Wrexham thing happening are also not going to capitalize on their own Wrexham story. So that's, uh, that's unfortunate. But anyway, moving on, like I said, April 4th, Tuesday, San Antonio will be playing at Toyota Field. They'll be playing a, Anisa team. Uh, I'm sure plenty of academy kids 
Um, we'll get the run out there. We'll get to who those Academy kids are here in a little bit. But first, let's talk about all the player transactions that happened last week, which they were uh, pretty frequent. Uh, you'd think Harry would be happy about yeah. them. But um, the first one we're going to talk about is Ja'Cory Hayes coming over from LAFC. Um, well, he didn't come over from, but that was his last club. He was injured. Uh, apparently, he had a compound fracture um, against uh, a friendly against Everton of all teams last year. Um, Minnesota United, not LAFC. Oh, Minnesota okay, United. so he's playing for Minnesota at that time. I know he also played yes. for LAFC, but he was playing for Minnesota United. Excuse me. Um, uh, he got injured. He's obviously healthy because he, you know, we'll get to it, but he did start in the match and played the entire uh, 90 minutes, and he looked pretty dang good in the midfield. Um, or, yeah, yeah, pretty sure he did. Um, so that was the first. Uh, do you have any graphic or anything you want to pull up on that one? Or Yeah, I'm working on Yeah, there we go. Okay, here. there we go. So, um, yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Minnesota United, there's a jersey, um, which is ironic. I remember hating them whenever the Scorpions play them in NASL, and it's kind of weird to see where they're at and where San Antonio soccer is. But let's neither here nor there. Um, but Jacory, welcome to the team. Really happy he is a part of it. He's going to, uh, I think he's going to play a really big role on the club, uh, especially if the opening game has anything, uh, any outlook. Um, he's definitely going to, uh, seems like he's going to play a really big role on the team. Um, the second signing that we had, well, was it this signing where they announced um, also that Michael Edwards um, had been re uh, but it was it um, that's on this one here was it batista i think no i think it was jacory's it was jacory's press release where they announced that michael edwards had been recalled by colorado so he's back with the rapids and then batista was the reactionary signing from edwards going back to uh the colorado rapids so um we lost our you know for now at least uh, we lost that center back that we thought was going to be in the middle. Um, and the reactionary signing from that is to get uh, Lamar Batista from um, uh, on a 25-day um, contract. So his contract is only for 25 days starting, I believe, Thursday? Three days ago. Three right? days ago. Yeah. So... <laughs> A lot's happened since then. We'll get into it later. Um, <laughs> hang, hang on, hang on to your shorts on that one. But um, pretty disappointing that to see Michael Edwards go back to Colorado, especially since he was not on their 18 for this past game that they played, that they lost one to nothing against San Jose. Um, so that's pretty disappointing. But in we got uh, Jacory Hayes, midfielder with a lot of MLS experience. He just had a pretty bad injury last season, and he's coming back from that. And he's looking to prove himself and to obviously probably get back into MLS. And then Lamar Batista, he's a very young, up-and-coming 6'6 center back um, who um, we'll go into our, our thoughts on him um, uh, later uh, after, game, after yeah. one match. Um, and, and then, and then the comes, other – go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, fire away. He comes from Oklahoma City, and last year he played with the – now on hiatus, uh, Rochester, New York, uh, formerly Rochester Rhinos uh, of MLS Next Pro. Uh, so, uh, which that on a Friday uh, 
afternoon news dump, uh, MLS released that they will not be returning to uh, MLS Next Plus. So ownership struggled with USL. They brought in the flash of Jamie Vardy and one and done. So sucks for the fans of the Rhinos and, and Rochester soccer. Um, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, for Mr. Bautista, uh, going from Rochester, New York to uh, San Antonio FC, big step up. You would hope so. And Rochester has, if I'm not mistaken, the very first soccer-specific stadium in the entire United States. So that there is a uh, lot of. You can look that I don't up. Know about I, that Charleston, Charleston, I think owns owns one. Rochester, New York has one of the very first soccer-specific stadiums. Uh, no, in Charleston, the US. South Carolina, Charleston. I said one of them. One of them. Oh, okay. One well, of the, not saying. the, <laughs> yeah. one of the, I am covering myself. I'm, I'm doing the Trump where I'm saying something, but I'm not really saying something. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, correct. Some people are saying, some people are saying Rochester, New York has the first, anyway. Alternative facts. Yeah, yeah. We are, we are going way in the uh, weeds, but real quick, I'm going to throw it to you, Rafa. What are your thoughts on the Ja'Cory Hay signing Edwards being recalled back and the Lamar Batista signing? Before the game, before we knew about their performances, how did you feel about the signings um, the week leading up the, to the game? The, those are good signings. I mean, just just what with the areas, I think, where we were kind of hurting on as far as death. Uh, but, you know, typical SAFC, we find players that had, had that MLS experience. Mine is Batista, but he's got the MLS Next Pro you know, experience. And. You know, we, we find you know we find a way to find hidden jewels, and which which we'll get into more in, into the game. Um, so that's, I mean, you, you can't kind of question what SAFC has done in the past. You know, they've always find quality players that kind of you can plug them in and 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 go. You know, they'll pick up the slack of slick and what happened last year. So those are two good signings. I know you might be a couple signings. You know, may see in the future. You know, we'll we'll see what else we who we can plug into. Kind of like when we talked to John last week about, you know, what else can we add to to keep us up top and and also defend the championship. And Robert, how did you feel about those uh, those three transactions leading up <clears throat> to the game? I mean, the transactions were necessary. It's just uh, the situation where we needed some depth. We did some players in the pinch. They know stuff more internally than we do. So, and and considering. The result, I mean, if you base it off one game, I mean, they're absolutely, they're quality. They filled the role. They did amazing things. I mean, <laughs> you know, you can't complain at this point. There's a little bit of an unknown. I was nervous when they said next pro because I was like, well, is he going to transition just, you know, so as fluidly as some of the other players have gotten? But absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said, I was excited about him. With, with uh, Edwards leaving to Colorado, that was a little disappointing. I was looking forward to see him play with us because, like I said, I was impressed with him when he played physical. But hopefully, hopefully, well, we'll see how it goes. Maybe he might come back because of that, that twenty-five day contract clause. We'll see. Or hopefully, we get everybody. <laughs> yeah, and as, so uh, I, I thought it was a uh, just, just real quick, just to, um, just to add this little bit. Uh, one of the things that I felt we were missing from last season and on the last show when we talked to uh, John Morrissey about it. I thought one of the things we were missing was uh, the midfield cover that Jordy DeLim last season provided yeah. i think jagori hayes is just a, a jordy delim clone um they mm -hmm. they they look the same playing they have the same body shape and they they really have very similar playing styles to each other uh jagori is two years younger 
And I think that's just a stroke of genius from uh, from Tim Holt for that signing. Uh, they're like, uh, you know, Jordy Delim, obviously, he wants to wants to be a dad, which, I mean, yeah, that's the best job you can have in the world. Uh, that's a no-brainer. Find someone who has a similar profile. You find Ja'Cory Hayes out of contract. Boom, boom, boom. Done and done. Perfect signing. Love it. So on the speculation side here, um, kind of with Edwards, I talked to Matt Pollard, uh, who runs a, a Rapids uh, podcast, holding the High Line, and, and reports uh, or and, and you know all around great, uh, great uh, analyst for you know for the Rapids. He he made it seem like that there's a possibility that he could be loaned back um, for that here. There is also the. You, John from USL Tactics officially or publicly reported that uh, Jorge Hernandez is signing with San Antonio FC. Uh, but we think the reason why he hasn't been announced, and this is pretty common. I know the Roots had players that were out of the lineup that wouldn't that will normally be there just because they haven't uh, finished clearing through the league and, and visas and, and all, all the paperwork's not done yet. So Jorge Hernandez is is a 2021 uh, USL Best 11, formerly with uh, LA Galaxy, went overseas to I forget the team. Um, right, a, a, team. A, a team in the top flight of the Belgian league. Right, I, there's no so. way I'm gonna. It's it's probably KV or KS something, and I'm not gonna <laughs> be able to pronounce it. So it's kind of like the uh, the team that Ethan Bryant went over to could never. Uh, Jose Gallegos, he's there for four years, so I forced myself to learn how to say Sunderjuski. But other than that, yeah, uh, good luck. But um, yeah, exactly, Harry. Um, from what we've heard, Jorge, Jorge Hernandez, just that he's a Mexican player, Mexican midfielder, um, more of a playmaker, uh, kind of an eight, an eight, a box to box, which is always useful. Um, and he had he racked up quite a bit of minutes, uh, especially mm -hmm. in the beginning of the Belgian season and leading up to the World Cup. Uh, he played for them quite a bit. Hasn't seen as much playing time recently, and it kind of seems like he's going to go out. And I wonder if they're trying to figure out if it's going to be a permanent deal or if it's going to be on loan. So, um, but once again, uh, these are the rumors. Uh, we have heard more than one person confirm this. So mm -hmm. we'll. Uh, We'll see. Uh, and John's tied in pretty well to the league. For sure. Uh, so if he's putting it out there and putting it in, you know, his, his season his season preview. Right. And know, also, that's better. That's better than me just going, hey, you know, I'm hurting through friends, through friends. Uh, guys, there, so. guys, Messi's coming to San Antonio. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, um, but, but at the same rate, uh, it's pretty exciting. But as we have seen with the same Junqua, um, mm -hmm. Um, drama episode, announced. whatever, until it's announced, until you see that jersey on, not yeah. official. So it's still speculation at this point. That's um, why I said speculation and, zone. Correct. And then San Antonio went and really did Harry a solid and signed eight more people, Academy kids. <laughs> so a little backstory <laughs> on that is I was like, man, because this was what, Thursday afternoon I sent that out? So saying... SAFC hasn't even signed any of the academy kids, but normally they do. And well, lo and behold, uh, they signed eight: uh, Jude Bossart, uh, Eduardo Fernandez, uh, Mateo Gonzalez, Roman Holt, uh, and I'm going to chop his name. Kibagula. Uh, uh, so, Mbola. so uh, Kibukilla Mbula, we saw last season. I think he goes by Willow. 
So right, he goes Willow. by Willow Imbula. Yeah. Giovanni Padilla and Henrik uh, Sakshag. Yeah. And then to me, uh, and I mistyped his, or no, uh, Denzel yeah. Ozil, yeah. Uh, Ozil not- who is part of the U.S. Uh, youth national team, U15 team, and the youngest player to sign at 15 years and five days. Yeah, even so, even younger than uh, than Leo, even younger than Jose. So that's that's something that it's something that they obviously see something in the kid. They also that I guess that should be we should have talked about that. Um, so real quick with these signings, we'll also mention that SAFC has two kids on the youth, uh, youth, Na- United States youth national team system. There's uh, Dalziel um, Ozuna with the U15s, and we also uh, San Antonio FC Pro Academy also has a player on the U14 uh, U.S. Youth National Team. Um, I'm sure we can find that one, but so we have a couple players. One of them, the U15 Dalziel, he will play. He will be on the team um, on an academy contract. There we go. Uh, Landry Walker. Landry Walker. The US, there you go. U.S. Uh, net, uh, 14 mini camp this week in Florida uh, for that here. Uh, which is great. Obviously, the academy strong. And this is kind of one of those funny things is we always question, is the academy still strong? Where do we have, you know, where are we at with the academy? We've always kind of questioned it. Here's your answer. Well, the- it, It's still, it, it's not as strong as it was. But because the team up rumors, north is is has right. rated it and but rumors of their rumors of their demise have been greatly exaggerated yes. as is the famous line. So I have um, I haven't been on that train. Right, Rafa. From your coaching <laughs> standpoint, um, how do you feel about uh, all of these academy signings? I think this is the most academy signings that San Antonio FC has had in their history, and at the same time. Most of these kids are going to have already committed to college and a couple, it seems like they're committing to more of a pro career. So what, um, what are your thoughts on, on all these Academy signings for us? I mean, this, these are good signings. I mean, we're one thing about our, 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 our team is that we we know how to develop players and the proof is, as you can see, like we're, you know, Rocky Torres and, you know, uh, Gallegos and, you know, and so forth. So we have a good system. And we have a good coaching staff too, as well, that knows how to develop them. Maybe that, that's why uh, the Broccoli FC is trying to coach our players and stuff. But to me, I think we have a better route to get to, you know, to Europe. And and Gaia was is, is, is the proof. So I think these kids kind of they realize, you know what, I need to stay here. It's much easier than go through than MLS next or something because all the teams have to kind of vote. Yeah, you can go to Europe here. They offer you the contract. There you go, and they said we get the fee in back and so forth. So I mean, it looks for like I said, some of them already have experience already. Like Roman, Roman's got you know minutes with first team. Same thing with Hendrick. He got a couple goals, you know, in one of one of the games last year. So, and I'm sure the other the other the other kiddos are going to do just as well. And I think uh, we'll look forward to seeing them play. Hopefully, some of them on on April the fourth and see what they can do with some of the first teamers. Yeah, uh, Giovanni Padilla is a uh, a left back. I spoke to him at the season ticket member uh, open practice. Uh, he's played left back quite a bit, and he played left back, I uh, believe, against Tulsa in the preseason. So, 
uh, and I'm pretty pretty confident he played the whole match. So um, there's some there's some kids there with a lot of talent that have a lot of proven talent as well. I mean Jude, uh, I've I haven't heard a lot of um, a lot more praise than I've heard Jordan Farr talk about Jude, mm-hmm. um, and that he's he's going to be something when he gets older. Obviously, he's super young. Goalkeepers normally hit their prime around 30, so he's got quite a bit of time to develop on that one. But according to Jordan Farr, pretty big, pretty big words there. Sky's the limit for that kid. He's he's really going to be there. Um, Robert, how do you feel about all the signings, the academy signings, as well as the uh, the other transactions that happened uh, this pre this previous week? And Robert okay. just lost internet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, you stole his line. I will say normally, uh, and, and you know, I haven't seen the rules for this year. Normally, you're allowed five roster spots that don't count against your main roster for academy. So the fact that that they went with what eight uh, for that here means that yeah. those three of them are taking three senior uh, senior roster roster spots, which normally is thirty. So San Antonio FC has 27 technically roster slots available uh, since they, they've used three of them on the academy. There's you can you can sign as many as you want, but they just take a, a senior roster spot. Um, however, SAFC is currently at 17 on the roster slot, so uh, still 10 more, which I, I think most times Isn't they it, run. Okay, but I know have, I'm I'm horrible you, at you, counting the roster. Aren't we at 18 yeah. with the uh, with yeah. the addition of Batista? Because there was, also, yeah. there was a switch out for Jacory uh, Hayes oh, oh, with Michael actually, Edwards, yeah, right. and then we added Lamar Batista. So I'm pretty sure we're at 18. Right. Yeah, sorry, Look 18, at me. So. Look at me. Awesome. And then you have some also players that have committed to universities. So by the time the August, late August, September comes around, some are probably going to be like, I don't know, depends if Roman Holt does go on to like San Diego State University and a couple of the other guys. So yeah. Shaq I, th- I think that's so, what, yeah. going to Maryland. Yeah. And I think that's what why we can have a that, kind of a big, dude? like a big roster there. You're right, Harry. You got to check out the lights away kits. Or... Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the, the, no they are something. Home. We're we're gonna stop down the show to look at the lights jerseys. Oh no! Oh, Hold no. on here. Uh, if you want to continue with, the, I'll pull it up here. I'll show you. Oh yeah, I'm looking at him. What the heck? Um, <laughs> oh no. Anyway, um, like sorry, it caught, it caught me. You're and... good. You're good. I'm gonna I'm gonna vamp real quick. Um, I'm gonna talk to season ticket members uh, for SAFC. I'm sure you've seen your emails. For those who are not season ticket members yet, there's a pretty exciting gift that's going to be given away um, later this season. Whenever they do get delivered, all season ticket members uh, are going to get. Uh, Matt Cardoni bobbleheads. I know that's a big thing that people have been asking for. Once again, just like at this first game, uh, we got schedule magnets. We got schedule magnets. Finally, after a two-year hiatus, schedule magnets. We're now getting a new bobblehead. It's not just the Rafa Castillo one anymore. We're going to have a uh, Matt Cardoni legend one to go along with it. So pretty excited about that. Hopefully they keep that as a series. Um, uh, I think that would be appreciated. I got plenty of magnets for Coach Cano because I know he's watching there from El Paso. So I, I, there you got, go. I got the hookup for him. So there you go. Wow, that's a jersey. Okay. <laughs> okay. Party. I'm, sh- I'm surprised Elvis isn't on there. 
All right. <laughs> no uh, comment. Perfect. That's the perfect Andrew Carlton jersey. Perfect. All right. Um, but, so you see why I was like, uh, I get it. Whoa, whoa. I get it. Is that a t-shirt or <laughs> nope? No, it's not. Um, yeah, it looks like one of those t-shirts you get in one of those Vegas uh, souvenir shops. So, Robert, you back? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. So Royce was asking you before you decided to, to bail on us, uh, you know, for it here, um, your thoughts on the eight Academy and I, I, I'd be interested in your thoughts on Jude being a former uh, goalkeeper yourself. I mean, he, he showed some promise in the limited time I got to see him. I mean, he, uh, it, the big thing about the Academy is, is the things that strike that, that come to mind is his, his exposure for the club. I mean, it's nothing but good news, especially with the, the kids playing in the U S uh, U S system like that. I mean, it adds depth, too, and gives them some experience. I mean, it's nothing but positive for them as well. And, and uh, especially with such a long grinding season and Open Cup, in addition to, I mean, it's just perfect fit to get them in there, get exposure once again. And, you know, it helps them and us. It helps them with their careers, whatever they decide to do, whether it's, you know, college coaching or pro level. You know, like I said, it's nothing but positive. And and being that Jordan, Bat, you know, gave a positive, uh, I guess, feedback on Jude, I mean, that just – you know, he knows what he's talking about. So, Absolutely. Okay. So now we're going to move on into kind of the Saturday. Um, Saturday, there was a whirlwind of news as well as obviously we're going to go over the match. So um, the first thing that we want to start with the injury report or the banners? Which banner. one do first? We'll, we'll go positive first. So let's talk about the banners that were shown. Um, the three championship banners. Um the player shield, the um, obviously the USL championship, and um, those are the Western Western Conference champions. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, the, the first one here is the USL champions, middle Western Conference champions, and then the uh, player shield for best uh, overall so not record. Supporter shield, but player shield, right? Uh, for there here, and this photo is courteous uh, of San Antonio FC and their Twitter account. Um, along those lines, just to give them proper credit, uh, you know, for you know, for the picture, um, they have that one, and then they have the the straight on shot there uh, from when they when they hung it. So, for me personally, like I said, I, I would have liked for this year to have them bigger, and then have these kind of used as like you know, 2023 when we add more to it, so that way you could kind of consolidate them. But where you've got the you know what seven or eight different things there you could to me you could have had a bigger one and each one separately in in the area but i think uh, there's two that's things just me nitpicking so. yeah that's that's correct i think they're a good size it's definitely not new york city size at all those are those are a decent <laughs> you can read those from anywhere in the stadium um i think it's a good size i think they wanted to avoid any um vision um conflicts with the uh suites obviously um, and they are also planning on adding many more. So yes, I think exactly that, <laughs> I think that is kind of the point of having um, having them that size with that the the rack that they that they have there. They could just repeat that. Yeah. I don't know, 10, 12 more times, which they should be able to do in the in the next ten or twelve more years. So looking forward to that. Um, so we'll move, uh, and also. Um, Shout out to the Crocketeers and 2-0 Alliance and uh, FTC, the San Antonio, for the TIFO that they had uh, with the throne. 
looked really cool. I thought it was perfectly fitting. We're the kings of Texas. We're the kings of USL. That's our throne, and we sit on it proudly. But once again, like Fabian Garcia said, we had fun last season. Nobody cares about it anymore. It's a new season. We're getting on. Nobody cares about that shit anymore. Direct quote. Nobody cares about that shit anymore. So um, we'll start off this season like in the perfect San Antonio FC um, way that we can. Injury report, because, of course, there's injuries to start the <laughs> season. Uh, we had Carter Manley out with, uh, I believe, a lower body injury. Um, yes. And we had um, Juan, Juan Carlos Azucar, Juan Carlos out Azucar personal reasons. Personal reasons out. So hopefully everything's okay with him. Um, personal reasons can be a lot of things. I'm glad it's not health, but at the same time, not ideal, but hopefully he'll be back for the uh, the match at Loudon uh, coming up on Sunday. Uh, the other um, the other injury that we uh, did see after the match had started, when we saw the starting lineup, uh, we did see that uh, Christian Pirano uh, apparently went down um, in uh, warm ups uh, in, in, in warm ups, um, and they caught footage of it. Uh, the uh, ESPN Plus and the USL broadcast caught. Um, oh, and also the game was on Bally Sports, so we got to say Bally Sports Southwest. Uh, if you look just to the left of uh, of the coach right there, kicking the ball to Jordan, you'll see uh, Pirano. It looks like he takes a knee to his knee, so it looks like a little knee-to-knee action um, and a little bump, but he goes down in a heap after that contact right there, you'll see him. He's falling to the left. See him lifting his leg up already. Yeah. So hopefully he got, you know, hopefully he got a, a knee to the a thigh mate, perhaps maybe a bone bruise. Hopefully he didn't twist his knee, but we've yet to hear anything on that. The only thing that we do know is that he was a late scratch and that, um, Davi Loera, uh, filled in for him. But, uh, that's pretty much how they set up right there in the typical Marcina five three two. Um, you had uh, David Loera take over for Pirano. So in the back, you had Jordan Farr start. Um, the middle center back was uh, Fabian Garcia. To his left was Lamar Batista. To his right was uh, Mitchell Tainer. The right which back, is, which is which is ahead. big because Tainer's historically has been on the left been side. On the left, right. And I think that was out of necessity just because that's where Manly normally is. You normally have Garcia, Garcia in the center, Manly outright, and then um and Tainter if Edwards would have been here, if Edwards would have been here, Tainer would have stayed over there because Edwards was more on the was more on more on the on the right hand side. More on the right or in the center, right, right, right. right. Um and then the uh, um right wing back was uh, Connor Maloney, the left wing back was Shane and Gomez. Um, and then in the middle, in the middle, middle, uh, was, uh, Ja'Cory Hayes. And then out to the left, uh, was PC out to the right on the midfield was David Loera, not Pirano in this case, because obviously with Pirano going down in warmups and then ahead of them, you had Nacho Bailone. I mean, Nacho Bailone came in later, excuse me. They had a Nico, um, um, Hanson, Hanson. Thank you. Good Lord. I, what? It's week one. We're still learning. 
Midweek. It's not like uh, it's not like SAFC man. gave us a game to, yeah, to be no able kidding. to go see and test so, out. <laughs> so the Ford the Ford pairing were Justin Dillon, JD, and you had a uh, Nico Hansen um, as well. And uh, at a possession, it was more of a uh, it was more of a three four three at a possession because in the press you did have Loera go up a lot to the right. You had Nico in the middle, and you had Dylan out uh, to the left, and they really compacted themselves. And it was more of a uh, of like a, a five four one uh, in the press because Dylan and Loera would come back, and you'd have Nico kind of stay up front by himself. And then in possession, it was more of this typical um, five three two that we see. Um, so that was the uh, that was the start to the match. Um, and Harry, if you want to, um, well, let's, before we do that, Rafa, how do you feel about this lineup? Do you think this was the strongest lineup that we would have? Did you expect this for the starting lineup? How did you feel about it? Uh, well, I guess what, I think what changed everything was Pirano going down. But I think was this is what you were going to see. This is just a t- typical Marcina lineup. And, um, and I mean, if you look at the bench, you're like, oh, we don't have that many on the bench, especially with... So that might be something to be it's probably gonna have to be addressed, but you know, he had to plug in a couple my my concern was like the new players, how they were going to to adapt, you know, playing with the other guys, especially like Bautista, you know, signed just two days and you put plugging him in already in the starting lineup. That's you're putting a lot of trust in him. So but like I say, when you're playing with uh, Mitch Tanner and Garcia you know, you got somebody that can kind of guide you through and so forth and give you support. So it was a mix of experience with some of the new guys, but I, I, I expected what our, our normal, what we normally play every every game, especially since last season. Harry, how did you feel about this lineup, and do you think it's our strongest lineup? Uh, well, I don't think it's the strongest because Juan Carlos mm-hmm. isn't in it. Um, he's a 10-goal scorer. My question to you guys is – where does he play? Does he play where Maloney and Maloney uh, fills in for Hayes, or you know where where do you see where do you see them fitting? Because I think this is the formation. The question is is where do you where do you put Juan Carlos? It's a good question. Uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll see on on Sunday. Uh, Robert, how do you feel about this lineup, and do you think this is our strongest lineup? It, I mean, it uh, it was reminiscent almost of last year, like the when players go down, Marcina just finds a way to plug them in. Like at first you're kind of nervous with the newness of some of the players, but like it, it worked. I mean, they gelled, they played together. I mean, the results showed itself. And I mean, the disappointments really, I mean, overall was just like Piranha going down. Actually, we were talking about it. We saw him go down and then we saw the trainers attending to him, like literally while it was happening, but he looked like he got up and we're like, Oh, he's going to play still. We thought, but then all of a sudden he got scratched. So it was kind of interesting. And, you know, I want to see those two guys in the lineup all together because the offensive firepower that they can produce and, you know, the number of opportunities will, you know, just get better. So, I mean, bottom line, there's always room for improvement. And plugging those players in, well, gosh, I can't wait to see that in full bloom when everyone's healthy. Uh, so where, where I think you're asking Harry, I had a moment to think about it, where I think um, that uh, Juan Carlos Asokar is going gonna, is gonna to play um, I think out of necessity with a boo not being a hundred percent, um, and where I think, um, and Jacory kind of coming off of that injury, I'm not sure if Jacory is going to play the entire time. I think, uh, Maloney is most likely going to be where PC started. I think PC is going to be more of the middle middle, 
I think you're going to have Pirano slash Loera be up to the right. You're going to have Shan- that means you're going to have Shannon to be the right uh, wing back, and I think you're going to have Juan Carlos Osokar as a left wing back. I think that's what you're going to see. So Maloney's going to more slot into the midfield instead of being on the wing. Um, and so I think he's going to be more of a midfielder, and I think you're going to have Shannon and Juan Carlos uh, kind of wreak havoc on the wing. So I think that's where you'll see him. Um, so uh, if you want to tee up the uh, highlight package, um, so we'll uh, – Yeah, I got it here. Yeah, we'll fire away on those. Now in his fourth year, guiding the club with a record of 48. Of course, this is 30th of uh, uh, U.S.L. Championship, YouTube, uh, Valley Sports, and uh, SAFC. And ESPN Plus. And ESPN. Saved. there by Blanchett for the first good test of the year for San Antonio. Clementa attacked Justin Dillon here and instead at the feet of Nico Hansen. Hanson with a run to the corner to the box. Hanson trying to his run. Sit in. So pause it real quick. So real quick to go over that to to see what happened. Uh, the SAFC press in the midfield got to Oakland. They lost possession. It went right to Batista. Batista with the through ball right to Nico. Nico made the run and just made everybody look like they were sitting standing still. So right there, the press happens. Ball comes right to Batista. Batista passes it right to Nico. Nico goes in, and he does what uh, Nico Hansen does. Um, and just, I mean, yeah. And that's a Both brilliant run. That's a brilliant run right there by Davi Loera to distract the center backs, to pull them away. And that's what created the space. But, man, that was just – he was running by everybody with the ball on his feet and just made everybody look like they were standing still. So that was really impressive. That was, that was like Robert a or- junior – Okay, with the Real Madrid. No, as far as far as as far as like how he cut in, I mean, I mean that's what it, it is exactly. As, what Nick, as Nico much as does, as much as I those, hate, if you watch you watch his videos with Nico, he's you know it's similar to what he what Vinny Junior does. Kind of you see how he presses those three defenders there. He's got space. He could literally give a pass right there for a goal, but he decided, you know what. I see the goalkeeper's position. I can beat him there on the near post, and that's that's similar to what he does. And, that, and I think that's going to be great for us, you know, playing the ball to the outside and then him let, allowing him to come back in. It's going to create a lot of goals for, for him this coming season, like that. As much as I hate to admit it, it is a very, very Vinicius Junior goal. That's completely, <laughs> completely agree there. As far Robert, as far as goal position, uh, you know, from you know from the goalie, obviously, uh, Devi Larrera's run kind of you know pushes him there, and then uh, I forget who the, that individual is. PC uh, all the way up there. Yeah. Is that why the near post was open so much? Because he had to cheat to the other side because of the the passing lanes to PC for the you know for the tapping. Like I said, he seems well positioned. I just think it caught him slightly flat footed because. He's expecting maybe the pass, or maybe anticipating kind of covering that runner, and then all of a sudden, because if you look at the shot, it's not like a lot of pace, but it's just perfectly placed. So it almost caught him like maybe leaning or or anticipating, and then boom, it's just on you too quick. Yeah, I think he, he was, was definitely he, was, he was anticipating that far yeah. post curler. I think yeah. that he was he was anticipating. 
uh, and uh, Paul Blanchett early in the season, anticipating a lot of things that um, got by him. And he wasn't cramping. I was surprised. <laughs> Very surprised. Not holding the knee. Yeah. Amazing how healthy he looked. Yeah, if you see right there on that run, that run by Lorera, he's pulling two defenders right there, and that's what we, and that's what he needs to do. Or even Piranha what's going to garner that attention because you see how they kind of look and boom, that yeah. So we need to see more of that, and I think we can really do some damage this year with, the, with those type of plays. And, and then, all right, yeah, so we're gonna talk about oh, go the silliest. So, if Nico's debut wasn't great and perfect, we're gonna talk about the silliest SAFC debut of all time that we saw on <laughs> Saturday last night. Yeah, good night. Let's continue. Harry, take it away. Number one, uh, I was in the bunker, so this happens normally in front of my seat, but I decided, hey, let me go around, uh, see everybody. So, I was actually in the, the bunker with Robert and, and Matt and uh, I was talking with Steve and um, uh, Danielle uh, at this point here. So I saw the goal, but let me just tell you, I didn't rec- I didn't understand how great of a goal it was until I got home. Um, my, and number my, one, my wife Memphis took a, versus Memphis. Yeah, exactly. My wife took a video and my jaw's on the ground. Uh, my kids are surprised at what happened. All we saw, we saw the two center backs and we saw a foot. We just yes. saw a foot go between them. That's all we saw was a foot, and then the ball go to the net. So, and I was like, "Did that just happen?" And I looked at the replay. I was like, "Holy crap, DC. that just happened!" We outswing our hands. Unbelievable. He said it's headed. It pays to be six six. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. It's time to the opening half. Look at this again. The ball comes in. He gets a tip on it. And. And if you look at it, it looked like a header. Well, for where I was at, it looked like a header, but then oh, the other side of the field, we all thought it was. We thought it, it didn't it, until I got into social media and saw the video. I was like, oh, that wasn't a header. That's awesome. Even even the announcer Daniel Daniel Weiss even thought it was a uh, a header because he said headed in. And then was yeah. it Katie Goodman that was on the other call? Yeah, uh, she was on the friend of the pod, Katie Goodman. Yeah. Uh, like I said here, congratulations to her for her first call. Hopefully, uh, she there more uh maybe all season uh safc i wouldn't object okay. to that uh, absolutely no, she did a good job real good job. I, don't, I don't know if anybody noticed uh i didn't know memphis was playing memphis <laughs> yeah we yeah we just talked about that right now memphis against memphis memphis on memphis crime here um PC. but um we outswing her what why i think the over so there's two things to talk about here um lamar's very very fortunate that he did not missed the ball kicking Oakland uh, defender in the face because if he would have that would have been a second yellow he would have been out fine margins on that one he got the ball went in the net the second thing to talk about I think he's being shoved over he's getting pushed in the back and I think that's why he thought eh, I might as well try the overhead because I'm already on my way down yeah. put his foot up made contact hey it's in what do you know yeah. it's like they're jockeying for position and Paul Blanchett with the the uh, hands on the hips always a great sign. Oh, the the, <laughs> the thousand yard stare of did that just happen? <laughs> he, 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 he 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 hates coming to San Antonio. <laughs> he oh, indeed hates, hates it. I, I didn't realize he hasn't. He's never been on the winning side against us. He's like oh four and two or something. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. <laughs> and also, I want to say, I mean, just showing the the crowd picture there. What a crowd we had 
um, at the opening match. Uh, Over 8,100. Uh, nearly 8,200, a, a sellout. Um, a very lively crowd, standing a very energetic only. crowd. Yeah, standing room only. And you could tell the players really fed off of that. Um, San Antonio really had a press from from the first minute until the last minute. They were just they were pressing early and often, Oakland, and they succumbed to that press many times. Um, they didn't have a lot of chances. It's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Um, San Antonio did not have most of the possession, but they had most of the chances, and it was because of the press really got to Oakland that they weren't able to create really anything with the ball. So. It was kind of a prototypical Alan Marcina SAFC game. So since you mentioned the crowd here, before we get back into the video here, uh, do want to give kudos to SAFC security, SAFC concessions. Uh, Jose, you know, I talked to him at the game as I mean, my, my trip around. Um, I thought they did a wonderful job. Um, I thought SAFC was smart by having the season ticket member pick up your cups at the tailgate uh, in, in the adjacent area there where, you know, where you could go to the tailgate, pick up your cups. Um, and if you're cool like me and Rafa, you got your names on them. If you're not cool like Royce, you didn't get your name on it, but you know, uh, I just had to toss that in. So Chris, our, our buddy, Chris. You know. Unnecessary. <laughs> so lesson learned for people. Uh, if you do the payment plan, you get the cups. But yeah, if you pay by a certain point, you get the uh, you, you get the added uh, uh, personalization. We'll, we'll just say, but the cups are great. Um, I know you touched on the scarf and the uh, bobblehead coming. Um, the kits, you know, the, the sixty five dollars. You know, it, you know, I'm still kind of up and up. I kind of like the free T shirt, but you know, getting the kit at a discount. You know, if if you took no. advantage of it. Oh, yeah, it, 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 it's about a half price. So I mean, I, I, in the end, San Antonio FC paid more to get the jersey discount than they did uh, actually buy the shirt and buy the shirts for everyone. And they're a better quality shirt. Uh, to be honest, I mean, it's a jersey. It's a really nice jersey. The previous athletic tops they would give were that, you know, supposed moisture wicking material that would just smell. Yeah, it would just smell if you actually got sweaty in it. So, um. I think it, I, I I like the program. I think it would be better if they were to explain the program a little bit better that, hey, in lieu of athletic tops, this is what we're doing. Here's your discount. Maybe provide a, a slightly better discount. Whatever. We'll talk about that later, but let's continue with the uh, the highlights in the game. It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's not even – was that, his, was that his best goal, yeah, though? Here. This ball we'll slipped beautifully in. Safe then, yeah, Jordan being Jordan. As he stops yeah, for awesome. Villa, he had a couple of big stops. He did. He had a couple of big stops. Maybe it yeah, that was the biggest one. Calm the nerves and, and this is pause real quick. sneak it in that lower ninety, but so this is where I think this is where I think um Lamar Batista didn't have as good of a match um, as his his two goals would lead you to believe he had. Um, I think he got caught at a position quite he's a too bit. Too far up, right? He's way too far up. He's next to P. He's next to PC, and he's next to uh, Jacory. There, he's way too far up. He got pinched in. He got. He was caught out of position a lot. He's supposed to match. be over here. Right? That's correct. That's correct. Um, and that's kind of what leads to that hole. Is that you have uh, Maloney and um, and Taintor trying to cover that space. 
Uh, he run uh, the player runs there, and that's kind of where Batista's supposed to be. That's where um, Fabian's supposed well, to be, but well, Fabian's trying to cover no, for Garcia is supposed. Back. No, Garcia's supposed to be in the middle. Garcia's in the middle, middle. So that would be where he's supposed to be, but Batista he's covering right. He's covering this player that's he has out to here cover because for that's this where, guy right here. Right, exactly, because Batista's supposed to be out there. So. But Maloney um, there also needs to kind of cut him off there. You see, kind of backed off there. He needs to kind of push him in off that run. That way he doesn't have two of his to be able to turn and shoot. He's also You're talking about Ray up here, right? At the beginning. Yeah. It, yeah. There's just like right it, there. There's too much space. There's too much space mm -hmm. because you have a player missing in that back line, and that player missing in the back line is Batista. So and this happened quite a few times. He That's got caught out of position quite a bit. Um, I do know on Fot Mob, um, they gave Batista a 9.4 out of 10 rating, but he got caught out of position a lot. And I'm sure they'll go over the game film. I'm sure they'll explain the system a lot more. Heck, he was he's signed been there what, two on days. Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> two he, days. he's been there two or three days. So there's a lot to learn. Um, and he did not have as impressive of a defensive ex uh, um, performance as uh, a lot of people may have thought he did. At the same time, he was effective. Uh, he did what he needed to do was he had a boatload of clearances, um, heading the ball out. He was always first the header. Uh, he would kick the ball out. He did He did a lot of very important work. Uh, he got a silly yellow card, but, hey, isn't that, isn't that the most SAFC, SAFC thing ever is to get a silly yellow card? He um, wanted to win the contest. It almost cost him, though. It, <laughs> it, it did. And that's what, the foul there, and then yeah. there was one late in the second half where – if he if he wasn't on a card, he might have he might have got he, a card. He would have probably seen point. a yellow there. Yeah, absolutely. But he was caught out of position a lot. Um, his positional um, discipline wasn't all that great. He was caught up a lot trying to cut stuff off that he really didn't need to be there for because you had Jacory and you had PC covering. So there's a lot of uh, uh, issues there. Um, and this one, I think he's out of position. He's too far forward. He's not back enough. Obviously, he gets back there. Uh, but I think he needs Dave to be to a little bit closer to the middle. Um, but once again, it's it's that's yes, just going to be a growing pain there. A At the same rate, you have Jordan Farr behind save. you, you're probably fine. Is this the madness? I believe this is the madness. Yep. To this is the madness. No, I think this is the. And Rizzo. Oh, no. This is, yeah, this is there. This is the second half, yeah. Cuts it to the inside. Mafeka. Punched aside again by Jordan Fall. Yeah, and this is once again Batista getting caught up. I mean, he's way too far right out. Here. He's way too far up. Yeah, he needs to be a lot closer. At the same rate, um, Shannon kind of got caught up, and so he's trying to cover for Shannon. So that's kind of understandable. But once again, that leads Fabian to being out of position because he's trying to cover. So you have a player that's open Shane right here that's going to end up taking the shot. Mm -hmm. yeah. Correct. And that's because they were out of position, which it's going to happen. That's that's why goals happen. That's why you have to keep your position. You need to be disciplined in that. But once again, you have Jordan Farr behind you, and that kind of kind of worked out. Here's the actual goal. Yeah. So he's still – He has all the time in the world to cross, which he didn't. Maloney almost saved that. Um that sound of that ball coming off of Maloney's head was disturbing. That was very loud. Um, and he almost saved it, which is the crazy part. But 
to Corey Hayes. But once again, um, once again, yeah, Batista come out way too far. Um, He came out really far, which meant Shannon couldn't go out wide. Shannon needs to block off that cross from coming in. And nobody was blocking on the back post either. And once again, I think that's because Batista is out. Since he's out, go into the net regardless. Uh, everybody yeah. has to shift over. Right, everybody has to shift over, there. including Maloney. Can Maloney can't cover that shot. So I, think that's, I think that's the issue right there. Um, and Settling I think this is the third minute. This is, yeah, this is the madness. Yeah. This is the madness. This is just silly. This is just silly. My bad. That's what he did. My bad. Yeah, like I. I had to watch it about five that's times it. to see if you meant it or not. <laughs> so, so the reason he said my bad, and he explained this uh, post game, the reason he has the my bad face is because without thinking about taking the shot, he took the shot. But PC is yelling at him right there. Hold, hold, because he wants him to hold position. PC yelled at him to hold position. Instead, he he does that. So he did mean it. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if he meant it. He meant to shoot. He Get meant to, to shoot, but oh, okay. after he shot, he realized that PC was tonight, telling him, hey, one hold the ball. We need a whole possession. It's come down to that mentality that of happened. forgetting what happened. So the only other goal that I remember being out that distance is Scorpions. Zarab Titsaritske. Yep. Georgian, Georgian legend. From that same, I'm almost just about the same spot. From that same, same spot. <laughs> just about the same spot. That's the insane part. <laughs> just about the same spot. Gone by Nacho yeah. Bailoni. That's one I'll never forget. Yeah. The Zarab Titsaritske. And then now we have Lamar Batista, two Toyota Field legends. Poor Paul. Oh, man. I mean, what are you going to say? Unbelievable. Nightmares. Nightmares. He has nightmares. There's nothing you can do as a goalie on that, right? Yes. <laughs> it's be back. <laughs> yeah. Stay well, in your net. <laughs> well, he's cheating out to like get the, you know, the runner, like a, a free ball. So you're kind of. Almost like Neuer, like like a little sweeper keeper trying to be up a little bit, and he just got caught off guard. To keep her off guard. Look, I think he was anticipating the ball of falling in that space. Kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. It skipped on and him too. Like you could tell he misjudged the skip. It bounces right into the goal. Yeah, it's well it's, done, uh, Batista. What a show! It's a sin to let a ball bounce yeah. in the box no matter what. And the there, oh, he missed it. Yeah, he misjudged the, the skip. Yeah. He let it in. Tonight, he could get another get one, one in for Oakland, but it's going to come down to that mentality of forgetting what happened. And... Yeah, Even if they had gotten another one, I'm not sure whether <laughs> Justin Dillon was going to allow if that one slipped past Blanchett. And then Jordan that was literally an odd wasted. Ending. Jordan <laughs> literally wasted a minute because <laughs> he put it like. Well, the ref played a part in it too because the guy wanted to go up and he's like, he looked at the ref well, and the what, ref was all like, "What? What happened? What happened was Jordan Farr did a very smart thing to waste that minute. He put the ball right on. He let the ball go and stopped it right on the goal kick spot. So he stopped, and when he stopped, all of the other players. Um, the Oakland players looked at him and they were like, are you going to make him kick the goal kick? And the ref's like, it's not a goal kick. You need to go put pressure on him. And that's what happened. That's, that's why that happened was, 
uh, it was a very smart uh, thing from Jordan Farr to be like, I'm just going to leave this ball here. And he literally wasted the last 45 <laughs> seconds doing that. The player finally came up. He picked it up. The ref looked at his watch. He's like, well, hell, it's already been seven minutes. I got to blow the whistle. Good. We're done. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so just to go over the tallies real quick, uh, Nico's goal was assisted by Lamar Batista. Batista's overhead goal was assisted by PC. And then you had a Lamar Batista um, uh, unassisted. So PC with a point, uh, Nico with a goal and a point. And Lamar Batista, the legend of Lamar Batista, signed three days ago to a 25-day contract. Three points, two goals, and an assist in his first match as a center back. Insane. Insane debut. Just the stuff. Yeah. I I have no words. Robert, <laughs> Robert. As a, as a center back, I mean, it's like even more shocking. It's like, it's like what? <laughs> like, you know, like you said, and it kind of maybe covered up some of his you know, defensive, like, uh, lapses. But, I mean, like you said, legend, I mean, we're going to remember this for a while. <laughs> They're going to keep bringing it up. <laughs> it's it's awesome. I still remember, so I, have- I still remember, was it 2013 Zorab or was it 2015? Either way, I'm never going to forget a name like Zorab scoring from beyond half field. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to forget Lamar Batista scoring from beyond half field. Unbelievable. I got two questions for you guys. Number one, San Antonio FC has to sign Batista now, right? You would think? <laughs> of course. And It'll number a- two, and here's right. probably the bigger question. If, depending on the agreement between the Rapids, you know, in regards to Edward, do you, do you roll with, um, do you roll with Batista or do you still bring Edwards back in? who probably who probably fits the system a little bit better but may not you know you know obviously Batista's a fan favorite and, and as you guys have said we'll go down as one of the most memorable moments of this year yeah I, th- I think you sign them it's it's added it, like I say you just found a, a diamond in the rough you know and what's what's good that has is to have depth because like I said you have Manley out right now yeah you know and if Manley wasn't out, Manley probably would have started there. So it, it, he's good. He's young. He's out of depth. Even though, let's say we do get, you know, our player back, he still has time. He'll have time to learn the system. where We can plug him in on certain games or so forth. Because, you know, that last year we had a bunch of injuries. Yeah. But look, what, helped, what helped us is having depth on the squad. And I think that's what they need to start kind of adding a little bit more of those pieces and we'll, we'll be fine. So, but yeah, you need to sign up. You definitely need to sign them. And he, and he might be a matchup uh, specific player because of his height. Like if you got a mm. team that's, you know, real big on crossing, because he actually was pretty physical out to give him positives. On I mean, I saw a couple of times when he was mixing it up, got the foolish yellow, but he wasn't afraid to mix it up. When I saw his wiry frame, I wasn't sure. I was like, how's this guy going to play? Cause I'm used to the tall guys with that type of frame play a little more finesse, but no, he was definitely, definitely physical. And, he was good in the speed. air. So. Yeah, speed. So and he's young. Yeah, hustles. He's the, he seemed like he had the right attitude too. That's the key. Marcina's gonna look for you to have that skill, but also have the attitude to buy in. And like you said, that's all you can ask for. I mean, and depth, like later on down the line, maybe matchups, stuff like that. But I'm excited about it. And then Edwards, you can bring him in. I mean, he seemed a little bit similar, just maybe not as tall. But I remember him the few times we played him. And we all know about the Batino thing, but he wasn't afraid to mix it up, you know. <laughs> and he was physical, he was athletic, so like I said, he he's going to fit in too if, if ultimately he ever comes back. 
Yeah, I definitely think that um, if everyone's healthy, obviously you bring in Michael Edwards. That's a, that's a no-brainer to have him on your squad. Um, I think if everyone's healthy, I think the starting three are going to be Manly, Garcia, and Taintor. And then I think after that, your backups for each position you are. We'll see what happens. Once again, we don't have anything confirmed, but Batista, Edwards, and Holt are going to be the backups of those three. And I would not have said this last week, but after watching that team, I, I feel all right with that, especially with Holt developing. Holt needs Holt is a different player from what we saw last season. Obviously, yes. the coaches saw something. Watching him uh, play and watching his physicality, it, it, he's a different player. So, um, and and that's another big thing. USL is a development league. I mean, let's let's not get get around that. It still is a development league. And it's the league that kids want to go to to develop before they go off to Europe. Um, a lot of kids, that's why they stay in USL. Obviously, uh, the Winder brothers, uh, Josh, I believe, is going to go to, looks like the leading club is Benfica, for multi-million dollar contract. So this 1. is 1.5, 1.5 rumored, yeah. Right. So this is the this is the league that those kids want to be in um, to, to take off their career to whether they want to go to MLS like Leo did or whether they want to go overseas. Um, this is the league to do that. Um, so the numbers, uh, just you know, looking at the stats here, um, and to me, if you if you go to uh, a Sofa Score, uh, they they have everything real handy where you can have the 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 you know the uh, roster. You can click on the person's name, get their detailed information along those lines. So, uh, real good resource here, uh, and I love that you can have the uh, shots here. Uh, for it here, and you can see uh, left-footed goal, high left from the, from there. But uh, uh, possession, Oakland 67, uh, 33 to you know for SAFC. However, SAFC still outshot them, 12 uh, with seven on on shot, only one off target, uh, four block shots. Um, you know, Oakland had four yellow cards. We we had one player, one coach. Um, Oakland had two big chances. They missed one, converted one. Uh, shots inside the box, seven five. Uh, that um, six saves, four far. Um, Rafa, you, you know, hide your eyes. Forty eight percent passing with eighty three percent accurate passing um, for that here. Uh, so twenty one interception, twenty one clearances, sixteen to twelve here. So there was a lot of kickball last night, but. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, well, 40% on the high side, isn't it? <laughs> 16 out of 61 at 26%. So, but 48%. And, and like I said, here in the first pat, first half, it was 48, second half. So, yeah, at least they're consistent, 47. Um, but, yeah, it just to me, I know that was one of the things that uh, – and, and Oakland's a good team. Oakland, just like San Antonio, and most teams are, are still getting the uh, – um, I'm getting the thing here. Uh, Jason Garcia, yes, I need more scarves. So it looks a little bit, a little better. Uh, I can see here, some, so. I can see some blinds back there. Step your game up, <laughs> uh, real quick. Uh, to kind of finish it out, we did have three subs, um, in the game. Uh, Kamarni came on late. Uh, Kamarni Smith came on late. Uh, Nacho Bailone came in for, I know Nacho came in for, uh, Nico or no, Nico stayed on. Nacho came in yes. for Loera, 
46 uh, Kam- minutes, so right at half. Right. Kamarni Smith came in for Nico, and then Abu came on for Dylan uh, due to an injury. Dylan uh, right. due, due to the cramps. Yeah, yeah. Dylan just yeah, exactly. It that. just looked like he I don't think he had a strain. I think he just had cramps. So um your your thoughts on Kamarni um for, for Hansen. You know, I know you only got what 20 some minutes or you know what 15 minutes pardon me uh plus stoppage time here your thoughts was, on him to me there's a clear difference between hansen and smith i think that's i think that's clear uh, mm, i I'm, I'm, i'll respond to this and I'll, I'll throw it off to rough and robert but real quick um it was a different game by then i think we had already yeah, shut it down right. i think we we're trying to look for more possession than to try to be attacking um, Kamarni, I think he was more tasked to really hold up the ball. Um, I, I think he did all right in that role. Uh, he didn't, he, when he attacked, he looked good. Uh, he got taken off the ball a lot cause he didn't have a lot of support going with him. So I think it was more of a, um, a, um, a job that was kind of unsung, not, not, not really playing hero ball, more playing the system see out the game kind of thing. So I don't think we've really seen Kamarni Smith's potential. Rafa, how do you feel about that? Uh, he, I think he's fast like a deer. <laughs> he had some speed. And if you saw some of the almost some of the breakaways, if, if some situations, if we give him the right pass, because there were some passes given to him, he wasn't able to kind of settle them to really kind of take shots. But He's, I think he's the type of forward that can break one, you know, do those breakaways from those one v ones, from a long pass, and and beat and beat the keeper. So I, th- I think, I think he changes changes up the game. From you know, Dylan's more of the possession type of forward, you know, plays from his back, you know, turn and from you know, play from the you know back and turn. He's more of a straightforward, like hey, send the ball to space, run under the ball and score. So it, it's a it's a good thing to have. You know, I'm, I'm sure, like I said, he's going to learn from the other guys, you know, especially like with Baloney and, and Dylan and even Nico, too. So, but I, I still th- I still think we can add another one. You know, maybe a, I think we do need a poacher. Maybe that's in the works. We'll see. But I, I think he did, he did great, for, you know, for his debut. You know, he did what he had to do. And so I think he'll, yeah, I think a little nerves going into that game. Yeah, I, I, I kind of echo a lot of your sentiments, like, He's uh, I said I'd give him a grade of like incomplete because I mean he came on so late it's a limited uh, sample size of what, what he can and can do but I did notice the speed because I watched it back and and like Russ was saying like he was just there to like pressure 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 and then try to keep them more so on their side and then he did there was just a lot of ball chasing like he they were literally dumping it and then the poor kid was just running and running I mean you could tell he was a little bit small he got muscled off a little bit on some of them but you could see the speed right away that was the one thing that caught my eye instantly. And like I said, maybe with more time, maybe with a larger sample size, we'll see what he can do. So, yeah, I mean, it's promising. I, you know, I look forward to seeing him in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, just a, a real thankless job from Kamarni, but at the same time, a very vital role there to see out the game at the end. Um, and now, you know, three points, one and oh, we can look over the. Um, Look over the rest of the league, um, kind of the results from the rest of the league, kind of going around the horn, some very surprising results. Um, 
I mean, we could start kind of on who we're looking uh, against uh, this um, evening. We'll have that in just a moment. Yep. So okay. I want to do the first couple of goals here for Loudon because that's who we play okay. next. I agree. Um, just to kind see if we forward. see anything in Memphis. So uh, take that with a grain of salt here because uh, I don't think Memphis is going to be very good. But Didn't Memphis also have a red card? Loudon was, yeah, uh, but it's after here. So Loudon gets two goals early. There's a through ball headed down. Will Roman get to it? No, he won't. It's a goal. That's the worst header. And the flag <laughs> that was bad. goes. That was bad when it went in. And Peter Edmiston. Here's a ball that slid to the right side. One, two, work. There's a shot. Does Memphis have a midfield? True Roman. No problem with offside in this one. As Thomas Williamson goes low. And drives it home wow, in two the goals eighth minute to get eight Loudon minutes. United. Wow. The one nil lead. Well worked. If you look at the interplay here, absolutely phenomenal goal. And if, that would be on wow. Bautista's side too. So just the so they got the defenders got bit. It's not no one. Sometimes it's you prepare to execute your offense. But sometimes you can't execute uh, everything if you don't know your opponent. Here's a shot deflected, and that's into the back of the net. That's something you can't plan for. No midfield, no backline. Uh, Graham wow. Smith, and that goes into the net. And just like that, Memphis 901 FC now trailing to John a red at, uh, card here for simulation, and rightly so. Yeah, and a red card for Kissy. John at uh, USL Tactics, your Memphis prediction, not looking great. A yellow card for simulation, and rightly so. Yeah. And a red card for Kiss Yadu, though. What? Yeah, because, again, the hand to the face, even if it's not a smack, you cannot do that. Handled perfectly. Well, this is the... Yeah, he got him in the in the, in the neck, shoulder. Uh, he got a red card for the eyes. eyes. He didn't get well, it in the eyes. Blow. I don't know what that, what that situation is. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's rubbing his head right there. there. He's just playfully kind of whatever. No, he's, 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 he pops him in the looks like a collarbone. But that had a delayed reaction. The point is, though, Tim. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's poor on the ref there. That's pretty poor because, I mean, if a dude's going to do that and then mm, that's poor. Maybe that's he missed that poor. first part of it, too. It's hard I to think, say. I think that's a double yellow stop. I don't. I don't think that's a straight red for just one player. And, I think. And I will say nice. this: the 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 forward that got the yellow card is also the player that's upset because Memphis nine hundred one would not let him go to overseas or MLS that he had offers for as well. So, um, just all of that plays in, in into that uh, in into 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 that. But yeah, it's to me like I said here for Loudon. Um, it look, you know, we played them last year at at, at Toyota Field. Um, they had the young player uh, from DC United that was what 15, I think we were talking to what Rafa, youth yeah. national team player as well. Uh, you know, while he was warming up, uh, SAFC oh, goes out there. Out. You know, the girl, yeah, all the girls are, geez. Uh, uh, you know, uh, but we go out there play three o'clock on Sunday. Uh, Loudon is an independent team. Kind of still feels a little bit like RGV the first year where there's still some ties with uh, DC United just because the sell happened so late. So, but I think Loudon will be a better team 
Um, it'll be their home opener. Um, I'm going to try to see if later on in the week, if I can get together, because uh, they do have a, a podcast that's out there. See if I can reach out to them to kind of get a little bit more information, maybe do a one-off show of, of a, a preview uh, from their side, because you know we don't face Loudon a whole lot. Um, but uh, to me, Loudon, you know, 47.6 possession. Um, Attack-wise, you know, you know, three goals, nine shots, you know, four on target. Um, yellow, the, the red card happened in the 63rd minute, so obviously the last 30 minutes was probably heavily tilted towards Loudon, and, and they picked up the late goal, 90 plus four to kind of make that that 3-1, but it was a 2-1 game most of the time. So uh, for, you know, for San Antonio FC, uh, it's it's going to be kind of a challenge uh, standing-wise week one. Um, RGV is about to tie uh, Vegas 1-1. Monterey Bay, uh, you know, I know, Robert, you mentioned that one. Was it 5-3 uh, for they here? Any was, thoughts on, on that match? From what I could tell from the highlights, it just seemed like defense was optional. There were several goals that were low on the soft side, so it seems like I think one of them had a really young keeper, if I'm not mistaken, too, that was playing. But, but uh, I mean – Gledo had a, a nice assist on one, too. Uh, that, that's what I caught in the highlights. But like I said, it's really hard to gauge after one game. Like, you know, is that yes. a reflection of, you know, that team being better than that? Or it's just, you know, a one-game deal and they'll, they'll get better? There, there's so much changes and evolves through the season. So, Because even on Loudon, Loudon is not your your mom and dad's old Loudon. Where they just put players out there and they didn't care if they won. Now they're actually trying to, put, you know, put out a, a winning product is what they're is what now they're going independent so and i would have said uh, batista would have probably been the player of the week however uh, alex dixon from monterey bay got a hat trick and we know how um if you score goals typically you're the player of the week here although he is a forward he's an older forward uh making his side i know pittsburgh fans were a little uh little sour on why they didn't keep him uh for that here or play him up top um, but Monterey Bay is in first based, uh, you know, through here, San Antonio tied for first with plus two goal differential Sacramento beat El Paso, uh, one Oh, you know, you know, in El Paso loyal beat, uh, Detroit, uh, Detroit city one Oh, uh, and of course Detroit will say, Hey, we hung with them like they did with us last year, uh, for that here, um, RGV Vegas tied, uh, rising tide, uh, um, well, they're they're uh, still tied Charleston. right now. R RGV and Vegas are still playing. They're in the well. They're at the end of the yeah. game. So yeah, ninety five point four. There's a red card right now. Oh yeah, so to number eighty eight. Yeah, so. got a red card. Nice. <laughs> so uh, barring a last minute you know goal from RGV, which they have uh, historically done against San Antonio, but not against Vegas. Uh, Rising Drew, Switchbacks New Mexico have not played uh, as of yet, which is kind of odd. Uh, Orange County lost to Louisville. Oakland Roots lost to us. Uh, out East, only two winners, uh, Loudon and Louisville. Uh, Riverhounds and Legion Drew, Indy, Tampa Drew, Tulsa, Miami Drew, um, and Charleston uh, Drew there, and then you had the three losses, so. It's very, 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 very early. Uh, 33 games left uh, for it here, so kind of stupid to go over the standings, but um, we are, and waiting to see this, how this uh, 
Vegas RGD match holds holds off. Is this the first time Loudon United has been on top of the table for the East? Uh, I'm not sure. I know you, you, the USL show um, showed them some love early, and then mm-hmm. you know when they got off to a good start. But I don't remember if they were in first place or just high up in the standing. And then uh, uh, Kaler and, and the USL show kind of backed off as uh, they slid back down the table uh, like they normally do. So. We will see. So subs and subs. Although I don't like RGV's kits, the the sponsorships at the belly. Blow the whistle. Yeah, I think uh, Vegas is going to take the loss on this one for sure for having a red card and also a collective red card for those jerseys. Good God. (laughs) (laughs) So I think once this uh, whistle goes, I think we're also going to uh, call this show a, a night. Uh, anybody have any final thoughts, Harry? I uh, want to thank all the supporters, uh, the Crocketeers, uh, FTC San Antonio, uh, and there's your whistle, 1-1 uh, draw, and 210 Alliance. Uh, it was a fun tailgate environment. I got there early uh, you because know, AJ hung out with his friends uh because it was their last match and like I said here um hopefully we can do it again it, it felt kind of pre-covid as far as like the turnout uh for that here a lot of you know a lot of uh a lot of there so if if you are part of a supporters group um reach out to us for your plans i know the crocketeers advertise quite a bit i believe ftc is going to be uh, advertising uh, as well but 210 uh, with stewart uh, and welcome back to san antonio stewart uh, for that here, uh, you know, he had moved to Portland, came back uh, looking all Portlandish with the, you know, uh, the the jacket with um, it. watch uh, it uh, with uh, um, all the patches, oh, patches uh, all over them. So kudos to him. And like I said here, uh, that's it for me, uh, Robert. How about for you? Yeah, my final things are just uh, crowd. I mean, it was amazing. Real positive. Keep it going. Just hopefully that that attendance momentum just continues through the season. I mean, it was a great start, and uh, we shout out we shout out one time. But Katie did a really good job on the broadcast. You know, yes, Katie. I was impressed. I was going to give her kudos for that. And the last thing that we didn't mention is the the field. If you watched it, it was beautiful. Like it was pristine, manicured. I mean, it looked nice. And then you don't realize how nice it is until you just pull up those Memphis. Uh, <laughs> when you see that field, it's like man, there's patches of dead. So. Yeah, shout out to the crew and SCFC for putting on a good uh, good show. It was great. Rafa? Uh, just, like I said, great great crowd, great uh, environment last night. Um, hopefully we can keep it up like that at every home game. You know, that's uh, and that's what our team needs, you know, having that that big atmosphere that's going to pump them up. But like I said, I, I think we have a good chance to repeat. We got the players, you know, back. Got some new pieces, like I said, like with Batista, <laughs> you know, the surprise of the week. Um, so looking forward to the to the next home game. And like I said, I think we should take it. We'll take care of business allowed in and we'll, we'll see how where it goes from there. And Rafa, if you want to talk about the bracketology on the, the 22nd uh, sure. for that here and, and preview kind of the show for this week uh, for SA Soccer Roundtable on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday we'll have the final. RPIs for the city of San Antonio. 
Uh, also, a recap from Friday's game. I was at the Battle of 3009. They're at shirts between Clemens and, St and also Steele. Congrats to to Clemens on winning the District 27-6A boys title. Um, also, there was another couple of big games, too. Lee versus Johnson, uh, both of the girls' games. So we'll have that. And then, yes, we have our bracketology coming up on the 22nd of March. We'll see. We'll break the record. The six hours, <laughs> so it's co-hosted by us and the Fifty Fifty Podcast, which I'll be also on the Fifty Fifty Podcast on 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 Wednesday. I'll have my final RPIs for the state. There were some upsets statewide. There's going to be a new number one. I can tell you that for the boys, and should be fun. As I can say, it's going to get exciting. If you have a chance, playoffs coming up. Check out a playoff game March twenty third is when the playoffs start. Support our San Antonio area teams because I think I have a, I think we have a good shot of a couple of them maybe going to Georgetown and winning some state titles. Royce, wrap it up. All right, and my final thought uh, is going to align perfectly with Roberts. Bring the noise, San Antonio. Uh, the crowd was great. Um, the atmosphere was amazing. Uh, the mayor having the cup. A couple Spurs players were there um, with the starting eleven. It was great. It's a perfect night. It's a great way to start the 2023 season. Let's keep it up. Hopefully, uh, we have an equal crowd against uh, Colorado Springs on the 25th, and we just keep that going. Um, and real quick, as an update, RGV also got a red card in that melee. So uh, noted, hated RGV player uh, Eric Pimentel got a red card. So Vegas and RGV start the year off right by getting red cards. Congratulations to them in a 1-1 draw. Um, SAFC three points. Don't care about El Paso. Don't care about RGV. <laughs> uh, San Antonio three points to start off the season. Uh, three goals. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going to Loudon. Uh, what's life without goals? Good night. We'll see y'all later.